Hey, women's hockey fans, welcome to the Revival of the Founding Four podcast. I am Erica Lindsay Ayala. I will be your host. I am one of the original founders, if you will, of the Founding Four podcast. This was a podcast started, wow, I don't even know, maybe 2017 with uh, Mike Murphy and I, originally a part of the Ice Garden Uh, Mike and I were part of the original staff for the Ice Garden and wanted to bring on a podcast. And the Founding Four podcast was the original podcast for the Ice Garden. And then I took the show over. We've been in a bit of a hiatus as my hockey, my hockey coverage has changed. Now I've got a daily podcast on the 32nd NHL team, Locked on Kraken. I am the host there covering the Seattle Kraken. That's been a lot of fun. Definitely a change for those who know the Founding Four podcast. You know that I I come from the women's hockey space. I mentioned the Ice Garden. I've uh, (laughs) been a contributor at a lot of different places. Um, And this season, uh, the 2021-22 season, is my sixth season as a broadcaster for women's hockey. Uh, first with the National Women's Hockey League, and now that league is called the Premier Hockey Federation. So five seasons with the NWHL, and this is my first season with the PHF. Uh, I definitely focus on the NWHL and uh, U.S based hockey, although I'm headed to Beijing, for those who didn't know. So I'm definitely going to cut my teeth when it comes to international competition and and focusing on that. So the Founding Four podcast, its revival comes at a really cool time where I know a lot more about hockey than I did when I started on this journey with Mike Murphy. I know a lot more about podcasting and editing, and hopefully that shines through. Sometimes I just like, I'm like, what, what was I even doing? But you know what, you got to start before you're ready. And I'm a firm believer in that. And that is what has gotten me here. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. But if you want to know more about me, if if that's, uh, you know, if we're meeting for the first time, welcome, welcome to the Founding Four Pod. Just as a little historical note, the show name comes from that, again, the NWHL, which was founded in 2015, started with four teams. And so, you know, in men's hockey, they're always talking, oh, the original six, even when it's like not like a... I don't know. It's very weird. Sometimes the, the original six conversation kind of gets on my nerves. So one is a little bit personal. I don't know how Mike Murphy feels about this. I should probably have him on the podcast and talk about it. But um, one is a little bit of a jab to that. But also because there were four teams that started in the NWHL. And that's where I got my start, not just as a hockey analyst, as a hockey journalist, and now multimedia journalist, but also as a journalist, period. And there have been so many cool things that have happened since I started covering women's hockey. So that's a little bit about me. But uh, I'm, I don't want to talk about me too much. But since this is a revival, I felt a little bit of an introduction was necessary. But this is the Founding Four podcast. And although the name comes from the NWHL originally, now, of course, the Premier Hockey Federation, I am going to be focused on uh, different aspects of the game. Now, I am not an expert in hockey. Uh, I, I'm an expert in certain things. Um, but Overall, the hockey culture is not one of them. I'm still very new to the hockey culture. So what does that mean? I'm not going to bullshit you. (laughs) And I'm going to 
bring on guests. I'm going to refer to resources that we as the hockey community should know that we should be using and that we should honor and appreciate. So that's the vibe of the Founding Four podcast. Yes, the the show name comes from the history of the NWHL, the Founding Four teams, those being the Connecticut Whale, at the time the New York Riveters, the Buffalo Buttes, and the Boston Pride. Uh, the New York Riveters are now the Metropolitan Riveters, and as I mentioned, the NWHL is now the Premier Hockey Federation, or the PHF, and there are now six teams. And okay, since I mentioned the original six, let me just let you, like, I think you need to know this. On this show, we do not subscribe to, now that there are six teams in the PHF, that now they are the original six. See, the, the thing about the word original is it establishes that something was there from the beginning. Two of them teams, Sorry, Minnesota. Sorry, Toronto. You were not there at the beginning, so you are part of a six-team league now, but you are not. And nor does this particular professional hockey league have an original six. It has a founding four, and this is the founding four podcast. Just to be clear, that's where I stand. You can make your case in the comments if you want, but I said what I said. Again, my name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm your host of the Founding Four podcast. So excited to bring this show back and even more excited to bring you our first episode in this new, I don't want to say new format because I don't know that it's a new format, but excited to bring to you this guest. Um, it's fantastic. You're not going to want to miss the guest, but first, let me just give you a little bit more business. I want to thank you for listening to the Founding Four podcast. As I mentioned, this podcast is independently run. I am the co-founder and owner of the Founding Four pod, and we are back in action. A great way to support the show is to support Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's under Sports Talk ELA. I am also reviving that. And so we're going to have some great stuff, especially as I get ready for the Beijing Olympics. But head out, head over to Sports Talk ELA to support the founding for podcast. As always, I appreciate you. Let's get back to the show. I played a little bit of this next interview that you're about to hear on the Locked on Kraken podcast because there's like a, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon type situation with this guest and the Seattle Kraken. Um, so go listen to Locked on Kraken if you want to hear that. But my guest for the revival, the return of the Founding Four podcast is none other than Hockey Hall of Famer Angela freaking James. Okay, freaking's not her actual like it's not part of her actual name, but I would I would, you know, sign a petition if ever that were a thing. Anyway, Angela James is the first black woman to be inducted and as of yet the only black woman to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as a player. She was inducted with Cami Granado in 2010. Cami Granado and Angela James were the first women to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Angela James, the first black woman to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. And only 
at the time, the second black player, period, to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. She joined with legendary goaltender, NHL goaltender, Grant Fuhr. Wow. Um, Just wow, wow, wow (laughs) is all that I can say about Angela James. I love um, just that she's finding her way back to hockey. And I have spoken to Angela and met Angela and spoke to Angela for the first time for the Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony that included Willie O'Ree and uh, Jaina Hefford. And Angela has been speaking more in media. There's a great roundtable that she did as part of Soul on Ice podcast. Highly recommend that. I'll leave it in the show notes for you. But um, now is coaching with the Toronto Six. So this is a brief interview, but as you'll hear at the end, and there's also for those of you who who love furry friends and family, stay tuned to the end because got a little bit of a surprise from Angela James and her extended family. So <laughs> make sure you check that out. I left the audio in because it's like, uh, well, you'll hear it. Let me know what you think. Uh, in the comments at founding four pod is where you can find the show at elin z08 of course is where you can find me but without further ado let's get this party started the revival of the founding four podcast with angela james all right hockey fans i am here with hockey hall of famer angela james also now serving as an assistant coach in the Premier Hockey Federation with the Toronto Six. Angela James, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, thank you. Thanks Excellent. for having me. Of course, of course. You know, I heard you on the Soul on Ice podcast with a few other women hockey players and I've had the privilege not only to meet but to cover over the years. And you know, I was definitely vibing with the Auntie Angela vibes. You gave me serious <laughs> Auntie vibes in that interview and I was here for it. <laughs> Oh, well, now, now, now you're making me sound old, you know, if I'm an auntie, uh, well, you know, I've been an auntie for a long time, so that's okay. <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> yeah, no, not old, just like all, all vibes, all vibes. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, uh, uh, an excellent, uh, podcast. I really enjoyed that. Getting to know, uh, some of the girls around the, uh, country and uh, also north uh, or in, in the US as well. So that was uh, that was a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love that. And we'll make sure we link that for people below. But Angela, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about um, being able to return to hockey coaching. I know that it's something that you've done before, but as I understand, you took a little bit of a break. So I want to know what what about this opportunity with the Toronto Six really stood out to you? And uh, how's it been going so far? We're we getting ready for the home opener, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, uh, we have Connecticut coming into our building uh, this coming weekend, this coming Saturday, and uh, the girls are uh, are getting ready for, and they're pumped up and and ready to to show uh, you know that the uh, Toronto Six is uh, a wrecking force, not to be reckoned with, uh, and uh, also uh, 
you know, to show, you know, what level of uh, hockey they are bringing to the uh, Toronto area and into Canada right now, because uh, we're the, uh, we're only game in town when it comes to pro hockey for women uh, in a league situation. So uh, the girls are very excited and uh, the coaching staff uh, as well. Yeah, for sure. You and coach Mark Jocelyn uh, making a little bit of history in women's professional hockey, for sure, as the first black hockey coaches, which uh, is fantastic. And we're definitely going to get into that. But uh, let's, again, just talk a little bit about um, your opportunity to, to coach. And, um, you know, what has it been like to now be able to see firsthand, as you mentioned, what it looks like at the women's hockey level professionally? Right. So, um, you know, I've been coaching both boys and girls uh, for probably the last 35 years, 40 years. Um, and uh, when they when uh, Mark uh, approached me um, about helping him uh, get into the women's uh, side of things, Mark uh, has been uh, on the guy side of things in junior hockey, pro hockey, you know, individual training. Um, you know, it was a no-brainer. Mark and I, uh, we go back. Uh, we went to college together. We both played uh, for our college teams uh, back in the day. And, uh, you know, I said, yeah, Mark, you know, I'd be, you know, more than happy to uh, help you out. Uh, uh, along with uh, coaching the six, I'm also coaching uh, a midget uh, U18, sorry, um, B team. So uh, it's pretty busy. Uh you know, I retired from my, my full-time work, so it allowed me the opportunity to, you know, follow follow my uh, my passion, and that's uh, hockey, uh, coaching. Uh, you know, once in a while I get to play uh, when I find time. <laughs> Including perhaps, I, I don't know, I wasn't up in Toronto this year, but did you make it out onto the ice for the, the Hockey Hall of Fame game? No, uh, you know, every year, uh, you know, once in a while, they'll they'll invite me to play. This year, uh, we had Jaina Hafford playing. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think Kim St. Pierre put on the pad. So um, it kind of alternates. You know, we try to do our best to uh, promote the game. Um, I did a little bit for the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, this year. So, you know, it kind of balances, balances out, uh, you know, what individuals are doing to uh, promote our great game, uh, whether it be uh, males or females. And so it was actually a really good uh, time uh, at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, both both uh, um, women's uh, pro leagues uh, were there together having some conversations, which was uh, excellent. Um, I think that uh, was needed. And, uh, you know, there was a great celebration for Kim St. Pierre going into the hall this year. A lot of representation uh, from women as well. And uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, Jerome McGillna, uh, who uh, paid uh, uh, great, um, you know, kudos to uh, the, the great uh, Grant Fuhrer and and, um, you know, mentioned a lot of uh, different other black hockey players um, for him going into into the hall and leading leading so he could follow and uh, be comfortable uh, playing uh, in the NHL. 
Yeah, I love that. And obviously that's a part of your legacy as well. You were one of the first women to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, the first Canadian for sure. Um, and, and also, of course, the first black woman inducted. And I remember when I went up, we were up there, I suppose it was the year that Jaina Hefford and Willie O'Ree went in actually. And I remember you talking uh, that you and Angela Ruggiero sometimes joke around that it's nice every once in a while to add a few more people to the women's table. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with Kim St. Pierre going in, that leaves eight. So our table is full. So now we have to uh, start with a, a second table. And uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame is, uh, you know, it's uh, such a welcoming um, atmosphere. And the guys and the girls are, are just, you know, so uh, inclusive. And, you know, if anything, the Hockey Hall of Fame is the most neutral um, club, you know, you might want to say. But it's such a great uh, fraternity to be a part of. I love uh, going back and, you know, just seeing some of the, the girls, some of the guys and um, um, just enjoying our great game and celebrating uh, the great legends of the game. I love that. Yeah, that was my first trip up. I got a pretty good class. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my first trip up, Willie O'Ree, Jaina yeah. Hefford. I mean, you had Marty going in. So that was a, a really good class. It was a really, really good time. And uh, it's just so great to see folks, a lot of whom, especially those who've been, you know, coming up, I think we'll start to get to, um, especially on the women's side, we'll start getting closer to a uh, an induction class that maybe could aspire to be a hockey hall of famer, but that certainly wasn't the case for yourself. And a lot of the guys that come through, you hear them talk about that, you know, just playing hockey is, is what they wanted to do or just coaching is what they wanted to do. And uh, it's very humbling. It seems as, as though to have the impact that you made just doing what you love, be honored and recognized with such a prestigious award and, and recognition. Absolutely. And, you know, like if we can get to a point where it really doesn't matter, you know, whether you're uh, black, white, polka dot, um, you know, uh, what religion, your, your sexual beliefs, anything like that, it shouldn't really have an impact of uh, our great game of hockey. So, um, you know, it's very inclusive. Um, where I think the, the hall, I think the organizations are trying to, to make sure that it stays that way. And, you know, that's only going to um, allow for young black people, BIPOC communities to, to dream big and, and know that, you know, there's no, um, there's no hurdles in their way. And, uh, you know, you got to clean up the back offices and, and, um, you know, just keep it, a game because that's what it is and mm. uh, allow the uh, the young uh, girls and boys and the BIPOC community to uh, be able to dream big and uh, say, hey, uh, one day I will be there. Thanks for listening to the Founding Forward podcast. We're going to get back to the interview in just a bit, but I want to make sure that you know about Black Rosie. Now I created Black Rosie. It's a really long story and I'll tell it to you full one day but essentially as a visualization of melanated people in sports yes black rosie is a woman but she represents all of the voices in sports that too often our work is not shared and our credits aren't 
part of the hockey community and culture and history until sometimes, unfortunately, it's too late. So I want to revive melanated voices in sports, particularly for this show in hockey. So if you want to grab some black rosy gear, check out my Power Forward shop, Power Forward Erica L. Ayala, and you can buy Black Rosie. And all my proceeds from the sale, I get 70% of the net sales. And that percentage is going to my coverage of Beijing 2022. Yes, this Black Rosie is headed to the Olympics. So that's a great way to support the show, but more specifically and immediately to support my coverage of Black people and melanated people in sports, but especially at Beijing 2022. So head to powerforward.co backslash collections backslash Erica hyphen Ayala. That's P-W-R-F-W-D.co backslash collections backslash Erica hyphen Ayala. I'm letting you know that through December 31st, 2021, if you use promo code BLACKROSY, all one word, you'll get 30% off at Power Forward. You'll get 30% off if you use promo code BLACKROSY, and that is good for the holidays all the way through December 31st. Happy shopping! I love that, you know, uh, the reminder that it it's a game. I think that's fantastic. And you alluded to a lot of what's happening, unfortunately, in the hockey space that, as you mentioned, has to be cleaned up so that we really are taking care of each other and are reminded that it's a game and we should all be having fun and be respected. So I thank you for that. Um, I do want to switch gears a little bit here because I, I know that you talked about you and Mark coming up together, playing at the same college around the same time. Um, and I wanted to talk about the coaching pipeline. Because not just for women, but also if we're being honest, for BIPOC coaches of of any gender, we don't very often see coaches within the hockey community. And we're starting to slowly see them uh, within the professional ranks. So, Angela, I wanted to ask you, what has been your trajectory to coaching and what would you like to see as far as opportunities for more women or for more BIPOC people to get engaged at the coaching level? Well, I think that, you know, at the grassroots, uh, it's really important um, that um, women be included, you know, during practices and um, during games on the bench. And uh, even in our, our women's game, especially in our women's game, you find that, um, the women are always left to be the trainer because they have to be, they have to have a woman trainer. So a lot of women step up and train. Um, I totally believe that if we're going to, uh, be able to, um, educate and promote our women into higher levels of hockey, they have to be given the opportunity at, at the grassroots uh, all the way through. So a lot of times, you know, like if a parent wants to get involved, they're relegated to team trainer or team manager, which doesn't make sense. So I make it 
when I have a team manager or a team um, a trainer, I always encourage that they come on the ice and, and practice. I, it doesn't matter that they can't skate all that well. Some of them can skate very well, but uh, they have to get involved that way and not be intimidated by the guys that, you know, feel that, you know, they have to take charge and it's, it's just their game um, when it's actually our game. So I think if they're going to, if they're, if, if, and here in Ontario anyway, they're mandating and, and Canada as well, that a female has to be a trainer. Well, then why can't you mandate a female has to be a coach? And if you mandate that, then, you know, we'll, we'll be able to, to pay back. We'll be able to um, um, develop our coaches in that respect. Um, as far as uh, Mark and myself uh, getting uh, involved in, in coaching, you know, Yesterday at practice, we're doing the songs for Mo, for um, um, the opening day, and you know it was really nice and it was really cute. Mark just turns to to our president, uh, Digit Murphy, and says, "Hey, you know, just make sure that there's at least one or two Motown songs there for uh, for opening uh, night." So, and then uh, we all started rocking and rolling and getting into it. So, you know, no different than any other level. Um, of sport, uh, in particular hockey, because hockey hockey's always had a, a white guy's culture to it. And I know that we're trying to change the culture, but more importantly, um, understanding and accepting each and everybody's cultures, you know, so it's not just about black, you know, but it's not just about white. It's about, you know, cultures and backgrounds and where they come from and, and how they interact and socially act um, is different than everybody else. It's different than you and me. And uh, I think that as long as we understand that we are all different, but we're here for the same reason, it shouldn't really matter. And that's where um, I think if from the grassroots right up to the pros, if we really sit back and and we educate ourselves about our game, but educate ourselves about people and their and their backgrounds, and I think that uh, will really help um, in uh, the long run and the game. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we've made some some history. Um, didn't do it purposely because uh, I know we're not in this position because we're black. I know that Mark is in the, that position because he's a damn good coach and uh, he deserves it. Uh, myself, um, I like to think I'm a pretty good coach as well. I've been doing it. We're more than qualified. We've got our credentials. So, um, you know, it's great that uh, we're getting this opportunity and uh, we're going to make the best of it. And uh, we're going to really try to elevate the game. And uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that you you talked about that, because even when you talk about some of the, the mandates that you have in, in Ontario, um, you know, people will kind of scoff at that and or the Rooney rule in American football uh, and they'll scoff at that. But I think why the why I appreciated you kind of, you know, pulling receipts, as the young folks say, is that you and Mark are extremely qualified to be in a variety of positions in hockey. But when we, as the greater hockey community, 
place those mandates or we start having conversations about where the sport is or where the sport is lacking when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, then you open up for people to start noticing that in the day-to-day business. And so someone like you who might not have been on the radar if we're thinking in the traditional hockey uh, frame, I mean, putting aside if we can just for, you know, in this alternate universe that you're an actual hockey hall of famer, but as a woman, or if we're being honest as a black woman, or a woman that is part of the LGBTQIA community, if we're being honest, not everyone is going to think to reach out to those, any one of those communities for a, a coaching position. And what I do know about the Toronto six and Digit Murphy coming in is that that lens is that identifying coaches that are from communities that are not often represented was something that the Toronto Six from inception really did want to do. And so while it happens to be you uh, and Mark, that doesn't mean that there is any lack of qualification. (laughs) Yeah, no. And you know what? Um, I don't mind being that person. I don't mind being that... um, um, token, let's just say, uh, because if, if that's what it takes in order for change, then that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, in the long run, um, it doesn't matter if there's a mandate to put people in positions, it's long overdue. And, you know, having my brother or my sister get these opportunities time after time, after time, like, let's, 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 you know, call a a spade a spade here and that uh, it's been happening for years and years and years. And, you know, how, if you're not related, are you even going to get into those spots? So now that uh, hopefully that they're opening their eyes, organizations are seeing that, you know, uh, black uh, BIPOC communities um, are, are being left aside um, just in terms of just knowing each other and, and, and you know, bypassing. If we start and, yeah, we, if we have to backfill, we have to backfill. And if people are, are put out, they're put out. But it's unfortunate uh, that it's come to this in some industries, but um, it needs to start. And by starting, then there's equal representation um, around, and we're not saying that they have to be just because of the tone of their skin or their, uh, their, their backgrounds or their ethnic, uh, um, backgrounds. What, it, what we're saying is that let's get it started here so that it continues to grow no different than it has for years and years and centuries and centuries. So, you know, I'm probably not explaining it the best. But, you know, it's unfortunate because I have a lot of friends that, you know, especially you see in the um, um, sport industry, the broadcasting industry. um, But it can't just be a one time only thing. It has to be uh, um, something that their awareness they're aware of. And it continues and continues for generation for for everybody to have the same opportunities. Um, in the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. Coach, uh, amen to that. And um, I'll close on this one because you piqued my interest. So uh, you're getting the playlist together. Uh, what are some of the Motown tunes that Toronto Six <laughs> fans are going to hear when they come to the arena? Well, there was a few being uh, played there during practice. Uh, you know what? I, I, I can't... Uh, I can't tell you because if I tell you, I have to kill you. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, I don't want no smoke, coach. <laughs> but you know what? We've got over a thousand kids coming in or uh, fans coming in, which uh, we're pretty excited about. It's going to be uh, a great opening uh, day for the Toronto Six. Uh, looking very forward to it. Well, best of luck, Coach. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm going to come circle back because I definitely want to keep the finger on the pulse on what you're doing. And you're such an inspiration. And you mentioned broadcasters in passing, but I am very aware that I am one of very few, not just journalists, but actual analysts that gets to call hockey games as a Black Latina uh, so I am very thankful for what you have done and how you have paved the way, not just for hockey players or hockey coaches, but for people like me. As well. so thank you. Sorry, uh, my dog here. No worries. Another dog, and you know what? Hey, 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 Rose, Rosie, Rosie, come on. Hey. Um, well, I think that's wonderful, and you're doing exactly what I'm doing, and this is what we all need to do. We have to continue to uh, pay it forward. And, um, you know, th what's the worst thing that can happen is that something good comes out of it all. There so, you go. Uh, yeah. So, uh, thank you very much for having me today. And, uh, yeah, circle around uh, uh, and, uh, you know, sometime after Christmas, and we'll see where we're at. Sounds great. And I, I can only imagine that those barks were in barks of agreement. <laughs> Where is she? Oh, Rosie. Rose. Uh, yeah. Hey, Rose. <laughs> coming from the doggy park. And so we just saw another dog. So That was fantastic. Well, thanks again. I'll let you to it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the Founding Four podcast. Again, the revival episode of the Founding Four podcast. You can find us at Founding Four Pod and anywhere that you can find podcasts. We are going to be in video form soon enough, but like most of you probably, I am home for the holidays. Usually I don't have to travel too far, but some of you know that I relocated for a time to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And if you want to know more about that, well, we'll talk about it here on the Founding Four Pod, but this is going to be a show I'm once we get on the back end of the holiday season, so basically to start 2022, I'm going to get into a routine, but yes, we are going to be really gearing up for the Olympics, so the Founding Four Podcast is going to focus on women's hockey. And although we're called the Founding Four Podcast, we're not exclusively going to cover the Premier Hockey Federation, the PHF, but we definitely will have some of that. But also, if you want to catch me on the PHF broadcast, you can do that. We are streaming on ESPN Plus. And on November 20th, I got to call my first solo hockey game. That was for the international audience on Twitch, also streaming on TSN Direct, I believe it's called. So, Auntie auntie erica not auntie angela but well both of us but i meant me i am working on some really exciting things i'm so thankful for all of you listening in for the revival of the founding four podcast there has been some really great 
um, women's hockey news, including that USA Hockey and Hockey Canada not only have been playing each other in the My Why Tour, but they've also been competing against other teams that are going to compete in the Winter Olympics in 2022. For those who do not know, the women's field has expanded to 10 teams. We had qualifiers recently. The team from the teams from Denmark and the Czech Republic have qualified for the first time. China um, has really invested in women's sports and women's hockey, I should say specifically, in the past handful of years. And soon enough, we're going to find out how much it has paid off. So there's a lot to talk about. I'm so thankful to be reviving the Founding Four pod at this time. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. And hey, hit me up. Leave a review. Leave some comments. Uh, hit me up on social. Hit the show up. But we're excited. To, we're like we, the we is me. The we is me and Black Rosie. But we are excited to be back. The Founding Four podcast focusing on women's hockey and women in hockey. It's a fantastic show. I'm obviously biased, but I hope you will join me again. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I will be your host of the Founding Four pod. We're going to get you ready for the Olympics. We're going to give you some of the hot takes, juicy, juicy gossip. I mean, I don't know about that last part, but definitely some hot takes. We're going to have some Fuego interviews. That's my bread and butter, y'all. I love talking to people that know more about hockey than I do, and there are plenty of them. Okay, so we're going to do all of that and, of course, center the athletes and get their perspective on everything from on the ice, off the ice, and around the world. Thank you for listening in to the Founding Four podcast. Erica Lindsay Ayala signing out.